0: Welcome to the Dream, Plan, Start, Grow podcast, hosted by Allison Turner. In each episode, we interview real, everyday entrepreneurs to learn how they got their start, what challenges they faced and overcame when starting the business, and what successes each has had. Welcome to the Dream, Plan, Start, Grow show. My name is Allison Turner. I will be your host. The purpose of this show is really to educate people that are either looking to start a business or maybe have started a business and run into some challenges about different perspectives from different business owners. So we interview or I interview different people that have started a business in all different industries, different locations, different walks of life. And each one you will find has different challenges because each time you start a business, it's a very unique thing. You're never going to experience the same challenges as someone else starting maybe the exact same business. Today we have with us, Laura McKinney. I'm she glad. is only 24, but has started a business already right out of college. And if you recall, uh, I've interviewed both of her parents who are both entrepreneurs, Frank McKinney and Nilsa McKinney. So you can also go back and view those podcasts as well, or listen to them. So how did you decide, because that's, to me, that's unique, starting a business right out of college. I would never have seen myself (laughs) doing that personally. Um, I think I don't even know if I would have seen myself starting this without the business partner I started it with originally. So Mm -hmm. how did you decide right out of Penn State to start a business?
1: Yes. So I knew I always had some entrepreneurial blood, obviously, with both my (laughs) parents, Uh, but I did not foresee myself starting that endeavor until way later on in my life. I thought I would graduate college, do the nine to five corporate job route. And I was really excited to do that actually, and actually lined up to do it. But by circumstance in the pandemic, I graduated in 2020 when everything kind of hit the fan and I had to take matters into my own hands where my opportunities, my corporate career kind of fell through the cracks. And I said, well, I guess now or never is the best time to do it. Let's give it a shot. If the world's ending, might as well try, right? (laughs) (laughs) And So uh, I created my business, it's called Strata Brand. It's a brand strategy firm. And I started it about a year ago now. It'll be a year old in, Uh, next month in August so it's been a heck of a year and it was something that I not did not expect to start when I did but it's just was a great lesson to myself of if you want to do something just maybe give it a shot and it might work out and for me (laughs) it has so far so yeah oh that's great
0: mm-hmm.
1: how did you decide to create a brand strategy company because that's kind great of a unique question. thing, <laughs> yeah. you know especially since you didn't yeah. necessarily
0: work in that industry i didn't
1: yeah so i my background in school i studied broadcast journalism i wanted to be a news reporter And then throughout college, all my internships were really in PR, marketing. So I kind of got to see the other side of that and I really enjoyed it. And there's a lot of strategy that goes along with PR marketing Mm -hmm. and the communications umbrella covers a lot of that. And so I kind of wanted my business to be that all encompassing one-stop shop for brand strategy where you can do PR, marketing and basically just bring out the best in your personal brand or your business or whatever it may be. Um, so that was the, the goal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Now uh, How are you getting your clients?
0: Cause I knew know you graduated from Penn state, yeah. you moved to New York city where I, I assume you didn't know a whole lot of people, no. you know, maybe yeah. you had some other friends that moved there as yeah. well. But other mm-hmm. than that, because they may not be your ideal client. No, no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So how are you, like, how did you jump right in and not only start the business, but
1: Mm -hmm. get the clients right away? Yes. I knew moving to New York City was gonna be a big risk, a big chance, but I also knew that that was the hub for communication and Mm -hmm. I could literally knock on doors, and which is what I have done to get some of my clients is go down the street and literally knock on doors at venues, uh, businesses, and just be like, this is who I am, this is what I do, do you need help? And this is what I think, you know, I've looked at your business, I looked at your venue. Uh, this is what I like about, it and this is what I can do for it. So it it took a lot of boots on the ground effort, and I knew if I'm gonna do that approach, New York is the best place to be for that because, mm-hmm. I mean, you can talk to anybody on the street there and figure out a way where they might know somebody, knows somebody, know somebody. It's just a big spider web over there; everything's connected somehow, some way, which is the beautiful part about it. Uh, But besides that, besides the boots on the ground and knocking on doors, it was uh, word of mouth, a lot of my own pushing out on social media, reaching into my Penn State network, reaching into networks from my internships in college, uh, and then also posting my services on the web online where people can um, basically hire me. If somebody types in Google, uh, brand marketing strategist, Strata brand will pop up and- with Google ads, you know, the whole nine yards. So it's, I've cast a very wide net <laughs> and luckily I've caught a few fish, amazing fish, yeah. Yeah, it's important to catch a fish. It is, it is. <laughs> if you wanna eat. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I think the important thing that you said there, you know, when you said, you know, boots on the ground is that yeah. you've been really proactive in getting yeah. clients. And yeah. I know a lot of people, I mean, I've, I've worked with clients that we built a website. So say they just came, they had kind of a limited budget yeah. We built a website and then they, and I always ask clients, like, how are people going to get to this site? Yeah. You know, because you can do certain backend search engine stuff, mm-hmm. but obviously search engine optimization is a whole lot more yes. than what's on your website. Yeah. And a lot of people don't, most people understand it in this day and age, but I still run into a few yeah. small business owners that really don't understand that. And then they get frustrated yeah. when you know they'll call, you know, maybe they're managing their own site and then they call you like 2 months later and they're like I don't I don't, you know, I only get a little bit of traffic and yeah. I'm like, "Well, what are you doing to like promote the site because yeah. you said you didn't want to do SEO services yeah. or you said mm-hmm. you didn't want to do, you know, whatever." Yeah. You know, so what are you doing to promote it? So I mean, I think that proactive piece mm-hmm. is important. Yeah. And having the confidence, so it sounds like you actually had the confidence too, to actually do that kind of door-to-door, almost cold calling really is what it is. You
1: can't be afraid to look dumb. You can't be afraid to fail or else you will fail. Uh, You have to kind of have that edge and just let go of that fear.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So how did you learn that? I mean,
0: at Mm -hmm. at such an early age, I mean, I know even for myself, it's taken me like if you would have said like two years ago, like I told you I was doing this audio podcast Mm -hmm. And I would have never done video two years ago. Like yeah. you couldn't have paid me enough, enough money to like get in front yeah. of this camera. Like I was like, whoa, it's like a gun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But how did you learn at such a young age mm-hmm. to
1: be that confident in yourself and your abilities? Yeah. I think the the root of it, of course, is a big part is my upbringing, having entrepreneurial parents, watching them. You know, if if we were going to eat as a family, they had to go out there and make it happen. And that was the whole mindset of just make it happen. You wake up, you want something, you figure it out. Mm -hmm. And that was the mentality that I had all throughout college as well. Uh, You know, neither of my my parents went to college or graduated college. And so that was a new frontier for me and my family to to go through that. Um, But... I just know, and since I started the business, and since it's all on my shoulders, if I'm not knocking on doors, no one is going to. You know, it's not like I'm a part of a huge corporation that has those uh, network abilities. I, it's just me, so that gets me out of bed in the morning, knowing there's a little bit of fire under my butt to get going uh, and and make money, and not only that, but do the work I love. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Oh, that's that's great. Yeah. and I think that's so important. I know your dad, when he was on the podcast, told me the story about when you were, I guess, starting at three, you know, having you go down the the moving sidewalks the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and he said like, it's a metaphor for life. And I would never even thought
1: that. That's a perfect example. And I mean, in any airport we go to, he said, go down the moving sidewalk that's the opposite way and walk against the flow of everybody and, that was, at the time, I'm like, why is he making me do this? You know, like, and I was little, <laughs> G- but I thought it was maybe like a fun game, but I also felt very awkward doing because I'm like, it's against the crowd, it's against right. the flow. But that's what I was taught from a young age of being like, that's the right thing to do. That's what you need to do uh, to really do something extraordinary or a little bit different with, with your life. Um, and it worked so far. <laughs> yeah, oh, That's great. Yeah. And what have your, been your biggest challenges in yeah. starting the business? I think my age, honestly, uh, getting that credibility when you're pitching yourself to clients, they say, okay, you're, 23, you know, when I started it, I had just turned 23. So Mm -hmm. like, what do you have under your belt? Like what on earth, like why would I trust you with my business and my namesake? And so the age is a challenge where I do have to kind of prove myself a little bit more by doing a little bit of more legwork before I pitch to somebody. Being like, I already did research on you or your business. This is what I've already created a prototype of what we can do with the business. And so give them a little sneak peek of what my capabilities are. Um, And I think that that has probably been the biggest challenge. And I'd say to any young entrepreneur, you probably will go through those those hoops and it's a little bit of a challenge, but if you put in a little extra work, it does pay off. Okay.
0: Mm So, how hard was it to get that first client? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, it took a it took a few weeks for me to get my my first client, uh, which honestly I was very happy with that it. it only took a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, but I did have to pitch to this client a little extra edge, like I said, and it was it wasn't difficult once I kind of got the hook in and and they were on my same page and saw the vision.
0: Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's that's great and that's impressive because, mm-hmm. I mean, I think too often even business owners that are more, you know, that have been through jobs and have, quote unquote, experience yeah. when they start a company that, you know, starting a company is completely different yeah. than, I mean, working a nine to five job yeah. because at least, I shouldn't say at least in a nine to five job, but, you know, you have your job description and you have your, the goals or whatever it is for your yeah. specific position and that's what you fit in. Right, yeah. And mm-hmm. you get that you know, at the end of the year, the review and everything, and there's your deal, Mm -hmm. you know, versus when you're out there on your own, there's not the review. So you don't, you know, your review is really the client. (laughs) Yeah. So you have to get the client to get the review. Mm -hmm. But it's so hard. And I find even working with some business owners through the coaching side is, you know, it's so hard for them to really get past like the fears and the, doubting themselves you know when they don't get that client when it does you know even if it takes a few weeks and you know as i said maybe they're more seasoned at whatever their mm-hmm. the service is mm-hmm. they still get frustrated so has there ever been a time when you were either frustrated or fearful of, like maybe i should have done something different or
1: all the time <laughs> still to this day at moments i have glimpses of that um, and rejection is gonna be a natural part of this. You might really wanna work with somebody as an entrepreneur and they're just gonna say, no, like I don't, I don't wanna work with you. And that hurts, you know, when you really think you have what it takes to make something happen for mm-hmm. somebody, um, it's hard. But rejection is a part of that equation and the sooner that you can accept that as an entrepreneur and realize that, you know, it's not personal, <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. it's business, uh, that that helps. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And you mentioned something
0: a few minutes ago about, you know, being in New York City and how, you know, everyone knows someone else. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you can, it's like that, the I think you called it like Spider-head. a web. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that web of connections. Yes. And I know your mother spoke about, you know, her ability to build like business relationships and, you know, yeah. with her contractors and with mm-hmm. her clients mm-hmm. and how that's really helped her propel her yeah. business all these years, you know, being yeah. in business for such a long time. Yes. So how is that helping like build your business? So, you know, being in New York, cause I think you can do it anywhere. Obviously in New York, New York, it would be easier to get it started because yeah. there's so many people in such a small area. Yes. And everyone knows people and
1: mm-hmm. yeah. you know,
0: it's such an active city. Absolutely. So, but how has that like
1: helped you build the business maybe more quickly? Yeah. I mean, it started, the roots definitely started in New York, but New York has this, you know, not only national presence, but international presence. People know what it is, which is it's helps on a business aspect. But for example, you know, I had somebody in New York refer me to a musician in Los Angeles. And so then I flew to Los Angeles for work and got to meet people there. And while I was there, I went to a few venues in Los Angeles and talked to some of the owners, dropped off my card the venues hired me for something that connected me to another artist. And so like, it's just, that's the web that New York can kind of spread across the country if need be. Uh, And then back in New York, I mean, working, I'm working with like an architect in New York that connects me to not only the architecture world in New York, but real estate too. And working with brokers there, which is different, you know? Uh, Mm -hmm. So it's all somehow connected and it doesn't always necessarily in the 13 miles long that is Manhattan, it can spread beyond that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great.
0: Yeah. So what's your favorite part of being an entrepreneur so far?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it, being an entrepreneur has this really unique ability to allow you to connect with people on a, a more intimate level. I think when, and I've worked in a corporate environment as well and have enjoyed it and got to know my coworkers and it was incredible for that experience. But I think what is different for the entrepreneurial lens is how when you're working with a client one-on-one, I mean, you really get to know the root of them. And that's a big mm-hmm. part and almost mantra, of my business is getting to know, you know, the deepest part of somebody's heart and mind to make sure that their business is able to, um, you know, translate that to the public. So that I think has been really special for me, and the best part about being an entrepreneur.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Now that's great. And what's been the worst part? The worst part is probably that rejection I was talking okay. about. I think from very young in my life, from preschool all the way through college, things went pretty smoothly for me, I would say. You know, I would do decent in school. I never was a straight A student. I was like, you know, B's and C's. Honestly, I, school didn't come easy to me, but I, I always tried my best, but I always landed in the certain extracurricular activities that were great for me or sports I excelled in. Mm -hmm. And at Penn State, I served as student body president. So like Mm -hmm. really like mastered wherever I was at in its own right. And then when you get that curveball of life, you know, (laughs) especially in 2020, like the whole world did, uh, it's not just me, it was tough to swallow and to learn that and realize that things aren't just gonna line up just because you work hard or the way, sometimes it just doesn't line up. And so the hardest part has definitely been just having that rejection and having to navigate a lot of, you know, sidestepping things. And, and nothing is like a straight path, you right. know? It's, it's very like windy, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, I no, you make a, make a
0: good point. And yeah. I always tell people that wanna go into business, I'm like, just realize it's not, you know, you see those arrows going yeah, up, like, not it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Like it goes up, goes down, sideways,
1: you know, and you have to kind yeah. of, you have to adapt to whatever the situation. Yes. It's like that Frank Sinatra song, you know, riding high in April, shot down in May. It's exactly, <laughs> exactly how I would describe it. hmm
0: Now, have you done any personal development? Because I know, you know, one of the things I talk about a lot with, you know, people that want to be an entrepreneur is, you know, making sure that they have that personal development side. Yeah. You know, maybe they've, you know, they're 30, 40, whatever they are, but they've been in whatever that job is and they've kind of forgotten about that side. Have you personally done any? Is there anything that's helped you along that journey?
1: Yeah, I think it's especially when you run your own business, that becomes your life, your baby. And if you don't take time to check in on yourself, you will forget about yourself. And I'm very much guilty of that over the past couple of years. And I'm only 24 and I've caught myself burnt out, sick. and I'm like, it's too soon for this, you know? So to, to have those, those check-ins and starting younger has been great. And I have always been a really introspective person. I love to write in college. I studied journalism and okay. that is my outlet for everything. And so that is my biggest probably vessel of personal growth is writing and just really looking at the state of my life now, what I, where I've been and where I want to go and just really working on presence. And I know that sounds super repetitive. Everybody says, be present, be present. But the more you can really practice that, I mean, it is life changing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think that's so true because, yeah. I mean, so often, I mean, usually when you're not present to the situation is yeah. either when you're, you know, lamenting something that happened in the past yeah. that you have zero ability to change at this yeah. point, or you're worrying about something that actually hasn't happened yes. in the future. Yeah. You know, so when you're not present, mm-hmm. that's the two side effects, I guess, for lack of a better word. yeah. yeah. And so many people, you know, whether they're entrepreneur or not entrepreneur, oh, yeah. I mean, especially in this day and age, they're not in that present moment. They're yeah. thinking about, you know, what the next thing is, what the next thing, right. you know. Lack of presence breeds anxiety. It really does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we wonder why there's so much anxiety in this I country. <laughs> <know>. <laughs> the anxiety really? levels are going through the roof and yeah. people are all on anxiety drugs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, you know, and I think that's that's key in owning a business. I mean, I always have to even remind myself of, okay, you know, if there's yeah. something that's worrying me or whatever, I'm like, okay, where are we right now? Yes. That hasn't happened. Nothing's happening. You know, like you have yeah. the opportunity to kind of move forward to impact whatever that is
1: Mm -hmm. and make
0: it better as opposed
1: to thinking it's going to come out this way when it could come out like this which is your ideal the key is catching those thoughts replacing it with the reality of what's happening and then releasing it those that's like a mantra i always say catch replace release so that i can can keep moving and not get caught up on things that are maybe not even going to happen or not reality and just it grounds you a little bit more Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm And do you practice like visualization with that? Um, yeah, it's more just like breathing, I okay. would say for me, um, just like slowing my breathing and saying, okay, catch that thought, replace it with something positive or the reality of what's going on and then release it and keep moving. Okay.
0: Yeah. And do you have
1: other friends that are entrepreneurs too that are um, your age or are most it's, of a, it's a lonely world at my age. <laughs> <laughs> at my age, it's, it's tough. A lot of my friends in New York, I mean, they're incredibly smart business people, but I mean, working at huge corporations, yeah. financial firms, um, in the medical field, I mean, they're brilliant. I love them to death. But when we go out to dinner at the end of the week and everyone's talking about our weeks, my week sounds quite different from theirs, I would say. Um, and it, it's nice to, to have friends that understand it, but it is also very, uh, can be isolating at times because you can't reach out to just anybody and be like, Hey, like, what do you know about this? Or do you know the strategy for this? It's like, you kind of have, you're in uncharted waters. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Do you have mentors that you've used? I mean, are you, you know, for this?
1: Yes. Um, I, my very first internship in college, I was a freshman uh, and usually you don't really get an internship when you're a freshman in college, but I knew I really, really wanted to get the ball rolling and try (laughs) it. And so I, found this woman, her name's Monica Samtani. She, I would still to this day consider her a mentor of mine. Mm -hmm. Uh, She had her own business based in Washington, D.C. and I was her assistant for a summer and basically just got to shadow her and I learned Mm -hmm. so much from her and I was 17 or 18 at the time and To this day, she's been someone that I look to as a guiding force, whether it's I'm talking to her or not, even if I'm just watching her from afar. uh, I would consider her a mentor, someone that inspired me, like what it looks like for a woman to own her business and to be very self-sufficient. And she never took no for an answer. So I would say her. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think it's so important to have some kind of mentor, and obviously you were mentored by your parents yes, to some degree of course. yeah, you know, even though we don't often want to see our parents as mentors, but they uh, are though yeah yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. but you know having someone else that you actually worked for, yeah that yeah. became and has become that mentor yeah. figure. absolutely. I think that's mm-hmm. that's important, you know, especially because you know I think there's less female business owners too, yes. Mm -hmm. you know so that's a different that's a different area as well that you know many the many businesses are owned by men yeah you know so there's less female business owners and less minority business owners and so Mm -hmm. it's also trying to find the way through that
1: maze yeah Yeah. Um, as well it's it's definitely it's different and when you're able to find those mentors or people that are kind of on the same path as you maybe a little bit older than me i know a few female entrepreneurs, maybe in their 30s, that I look to or ask to for advice, and okay. it's nice to kind of have somebody who gets what you're going through because there might be one extra hump or like hoop or hump that you have to go over to uh, to get what you need. Sometimes as a woman, just as the reality of it, but it's you know it's doable. <laughs> okay. Mhm. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I mean, do you
0: find You know, you moved to New York City, do you find, you know, your experience? I know you went to Penn State, you were the class student body, which Mm -hmm. I know that's a huge school. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I went to Northwestern, so also Big Ten. go Big Ten. (laughs) Um, You know, but obviously Northwestern being a private school and 5,000 student body versus whatever, 35 or 40,000. 46,000. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 46,000. You know, it's a little bit different, but do you find your time at Penn State helped in starting the business, you know, being and, and
1: specifically, you know, even the time as class president yeah. helped. I think my time at Penn State was extremely pivotal for me. I didn't go in thinking I was gonna be student body president at all. <laughs> that wasn't my goal, uh, but when my senior year rolled around and I just, again, decided to go for it and the mantra make it happen since I was little, like, why not? Like, you're only gonna be in college once and you love the school, you love the institution, you wanna make it better. Uh, and I was involved in student government already, so I went for it. And I think being in a leadership position that young and being like a spokesperson on behalf of an institution that large really showed me that like, it's possible to, to be a leader in, in that sense. And that people, mm-hmm. you know, if you're able to have a good message and you're genuine at the end of the day, because people can tell if you're not <laughs> yeah. you know and in a business it's really important to have that authenticity because i know for me i'm not going to hire somebody who is not authentic in their work right. and so i allowed that to translate from my time at penn state over into my business um and that leadership aspect definitely has helped me mm-hmm. and i think
0: you, you brought up something key and the authenticity piece yeah you know, and and always being authentic because mm-hmm. people can pick up when you're not authentic. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And even if they can't pick it up initially, they'll figure it out oh, down this. the road. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that can hurt yeah. as well. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. so you always want to, you know, because you want to ideally go after your ideal client yes. and your ideal avatar. You don't want to take clients just because, right. you know, if you need the money or whatever it is as a business owner, you want to go after the people that, you know, you want to work with, Mm -hmm. because that's where your passion is going to come out and your authentic nature is going to come out to begin Mm with. Yep. That's the key. It's the key. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Well, I mean, I think that's key. Um, Is there ever a time, because I know, you know, the population in their 20s are often, you know, they're they're working the, you know, whether it's nine to five Mm -hmm. or whatever the job is, and they're going out and socializing after work and, you know, they get to leave the job at work. Yeah. And as a business owner, typically you don't leave the job at work no. um, because you know, you're the one running the company, you're yeah. the one bringing the money in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So is there ever any challenges there, you know, where you're seeing other
1: mm-hmm.
0: people your same age that are like, "Oh yeah, well, let's go out and you know, they'll go yeah. out to like 11 or midnight or whatever yeah. and you're like, "Okay, well I got a like early morning meeting, you know, first thing, so yeah. I got to like head home."
1: Yeah, that definitely I've definitely come across that, especially in a city like New York cuz yeah. it doesn't <laughs> sleep. Uh, but I think for me, you know, if I'm out with friends or sometimes they might get a call or a text from their boss, like, oh, I have to respond to, to this real quick. And for me, it's like, I might get an email or a call from a client and they're like, oh, but Laura, you can just, you know, you're you're the boss. You can, right? You can just get to that. You can get to that in a couple <laughs> days that later. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, no, 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 like I'm the boss. So I have to hold myself accountable. Accountability is a huge thing right. when you have your own business and, uh, yeah, it might be easier in the sense like, oh, if you had a boss, you have somebody that you're calling to. But for me, it's like, if I, no one answers this call right now or this email, uh, then guess who's the one in trouble? It's just me and it's on right. me and I have to live with that. Uh, so and that's something I don't wanna live with. So yeah. it definitely, there's been times like that and discipline You know, I do, I'm more of an early riser, so, because I can get more work done, and I have West Coast clients, so I like to get stuff done before they are awake and ready to go for them. So I definitely am am mindful of time. I think it is the most valuable asset on planet Earth that you can give yourself and that you Mm -hmm. can give people. It is worth everything. If you, I mean, just time that you spend with people, like this, what we're doing right now, I'm so grateful that you're spending time with me, it's like, it's so valuable. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: I mean, you made two great points. Accountability being one and ultimately if you're the business owner, you're accountable to yourself at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. you know, because there is no one above you. Yeah. So I think that's an important piece. And I think the time piece, which I actually haven't heard even in the other podcasts I've done Mm -hmm. is a great point Yeah. because we all have the same amount of time, ultimately. Like, that's mm-hmm. where the, the playing field is yeah. level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone's got the 24 hours yeah. a day, the whatever, 365 days a year. Yeah. I mean, everyone's got that. And it's how you use that to the best of your ability to make whatever you're looking to make happen. Yes. Happen. Yes. You know, and I mean, it's interesting because a lot of people waste a lot of time, or what I perceive as waste. And that's my own perception. So, no judgment, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but a lot of people sometimes. You see people wasting time on things that, you know, maybe you're like, oh, what if they use that time this way? And I've seen right. it in my own life where right. I've like, you know, in, in years past, like, oh, if, if I'd just done this, but I'm like, but it, you know, the only yeah. thing I can do is learn from that experience right. and adjust it to where I am now. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I can move forward,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, so, I mean. You seem very wise for your age. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you right. know, and um, you know, it's interesting because I know, I know a few. Well, I know a couple of people that are probably mm-hmm. around your age that mm-hmm. have started businesses. Yeah. You know, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a huge challenge. You know, I mean, anytime you start a business, to me is a, a, ch- a oh challenge. A challenge, yeah. Anytime, but I mean, I think especially at that younger age. Mm-hmm. It's a huge challenge. Um, so, you know, definitely kudos to you for you. you know <laughs> you. embracing the endeavor. <laughs> yeah, and obviously seeming to do well with what you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you now, what's the ultimate goal for you
1: and this company? That's like a great question. <laughs> <laughs> um, my ultimate goal. I mean, the basis of it, like I said, is just to bring out the best in people and showcase it to the world. Um, I'm somebody from the time I was very little, who have been very fascinated by moments, like small moments people are having
0: okay. and
1: being able to show other people, like look how beautiful it is. Like I could walk through a park and just be enamored and brought to tears just because there's two people reading a book over there and two people are laughing in that corner and one person singing and playing the guitar over there. And like that is what the human experience is. And that's something throughout my life that I wanna make sure I can keep bringing to the forefront, bringing out in people and then also being able to show it to the world. So with the future of Strata brand, I would love to continue using the communications umbrella of marketing and pr to do Mm -hmm. that but eventually really be able to curate those moments and spaces for people and i would love to work more with big venues like my dream would to be to work with madison square garden in new york city which (laughs) is a, a mecca and a hub of community and the human experience it brings people together in one place so that they can experience something together and to me that is the most beautiful thing on earth and that is what I hope I can do with straterbrain is continue to be that vessel and and grow that wow mm-hmm. that's that's a huge vision <laughs> yeah it's big <laughs> yeah but i
0: think it's important you yeah. know to
1: have a vision yeah
0: mm-hmm. you know because too often we get caught up as business owners in that day to day um you know working on the business yes. you know working with your clients you're working mm-hmm. on stuff and you don't work you know, or working in the business, you don't work on the business, I should say. So, yeah. you know, working in the business and then you don't work on the business of, okay, if that's my ultimate goal, right. you know, maybe that's a five-year goal, maybe it's more than that, but yeah. if that's my ultimate goal, and we, you know, we least that big next step, how am I gonna get there? Because you always have to work on the business to continue right towards it's, that, even, you know, while you're servicing
1: your clients. Exactly, <laughs> it's just chipping away at that vision a little bit every day and, I make sure I make time every week I have, you know, my brainstorm session for my business, my current business and my clients and then I have a separate hour that I call the dreamstorm. Oh, and nice. I write down everything that is the big vision and the goal and like in the most highest version of myself, my business, like what do I envision it to be? So I have my hour dreamstorm and then my brainstorm oh. is the present, the reality what I'm working on. Like separating the two, and then being able to look at both lists and be like, okay, this is how I'm chipping away each day to get to this list. Wow, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really like that the yeah. dreamstorm. Yeah, and you do that weekly. You said yeah, mm-hmm. once a week, and you find it similar each week. Uh, they pretty similar. You know, I like to see if anything has changed, if maybe I have a different dream and I allow myself the space and open-mindedness to do that because I might have been exposed to something that week that I didn't even know was a possibility for me. Okay. Uh, so I like to, that's those check-ins I'm talking about mm-hmm. that keeps me a little bit more present, uh, but yeah. <laughs> and
0: is that the dream storm just about your business? Does that also include personal? Yeah, I have one for my
1: business and the one for my personal okay. life too. Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: because yeah. I mean, what I've found is, you know, I mean, a lot of people talk about balance and work-life balance and things like that. And I've heard all sides of it. You know, I've heard people say, you know, forget work-life balance. Like, you know, things are always going to ebb and flow a little bit more, you know, where one time you're focused a little bit more on work and then the other time you're focused more on personal, you know, and things like that and just kind of let it go. And then some people are like, no, you got to keep this rigid balance. And... you know, I think each person's going to have their own feel of that. But I've also found that, you know, your as a business owner, your personal and business are going to kind of meld in they because do. there's they no do. way to really fully separate unless you are completely, you know, you build enough yeah. people in the business where you don't have to be involved. Right each and every day. Yeah. You know, maybe you're still overseeing kind of the big picture, but you're not involved. But if you're involved in the business, like there's no way the two can't, they can't really separate completely.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. They, they're very much intertwined at times, so it's important to have both those dream <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, but I think that's an important, you know, what you say there
0: is important to talk to other business owners about because you know, too often you envision one piece, but you don't envision the other. So yes. while your business is growing, like the personal life over here oh, is kind of yeah. going down the toilet mm-hmm. you know, yeah. or vice versa, Yeah, you know, you have a great family life or whatever it is that you're envisioning. And then like the business goes down yeah. because yeah. it's so true, it's you know, so the two true. have to be, yep. both have to be present. Yeah. Yep. It's so true. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you said Madison square garden and that's mm-hmm. a pretty big, It's big, big big dream. I've never actually been in Madison Square Garden. I would love to go to Madison Square Garden. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been in the U.S. Open space and I've
1: been
0: been there, been to the Mets, uh, New York Yankees. But uh, yeah, never been to Madison Square Garden, but I don't go to New York typically like during basketball season. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. but why Madison Square Garden? Like what piques your interest there mm-hmm. just because it's such a multi-purpose, yeah. You know, I know it's not just basketball. Yeah, but, uh, it's,
1: it's very dynamic. It's a lot of performances, concerts. It has sporting events, hockey, basketball, uh, but it's in one of the biggest cities of the wo- in the world. Yeah. And it is, you can say Madison Square Garden and almost any performer would know what that is, and to them, that is their end goal. They're like, wow, if you make it to Madison Square Garden in New York City, you make it, right? And it's the same for me on the flip side, you know, if you make it to Madison Square Garden, you're able to facilitate that experience for the guests to come together and watch a performance or a sports game where they can just let their hair down and just practice the art of play, which is what that is. And Mm -hmm. I'm a big advocate of play. And I think it's not just for kids. And those venues like Madison Square Garden or in uh, New York City, Central Park, it's a place where people can just be and not have to be on, just be. And that is what I would love to do is facilitate that that playtime for people of all ages.
0: <laughs> oh, that's, that's yeah. fabulous. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, are most of your clients,
0: are they all over the age range as far as? like ages and yeah I have
1: I have the youngest I have right now is 26 and okay. then the oldest I have right now is 70 oh,
0: so wow. it does
1: it does quite range <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. that's great yeah
0: so they're all older than you
1: all older than me <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: so you're all gotta be on your on top of your I game I do I and do cause Know cause your stuff. some life on me for sure and I respect that yeah
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: but they obviously respect something in you too yeah they, <laughs> but I'm lucky hired through. you Lucky. To -hmm. to do it. And you said you work in L.A.
1: some, in New York. Are there other places you work as well? I have a a client in Cleveland, one in Houston, um, one in New Mexico. So they're kind of sprinkled all over. uh, But the majority, I would say, are on the coasts. So that's New York and Los Angeles.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: And did you create that intentionally to be able to, like, work in different areas? No. I really just thought it was going to be just New York. And then until... (laughs) I tapped into that web uh, and realized that I can really go across the country to start. I mean, not across the world yet. Haven't gone across the <laughs> pond yet, yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I'm open to it. totally open to it, but I got to master uh, the home turf first. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. And you're going to like to travel if you want like, to have clients all <laughs> yeah. around.
1: So Yeah, mm-hmm. and I do. I do like to travel, and at my age, it's a, it's a really fun thing to do, you know, and be able to mm-hmm. pick up. I don't have you know, a family of my own yet. So I have that flexibility.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And do you see any, you know, you just mentioned family of your own yet. Um, mm-hmm. Do you see any, uh, you know, what do you? What are your perspective <laughs> on that as far as, you know, I know both your parents obviously yeah. mentored owning a business and ha- yeah. being in a family life. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I know, I, I remember your mom talking about, you know, they had that commitment to having dinner yes. with you. Yes. So like once they got home, like work shut off. Yep. You know yeah. which is always mm-hmm. is hard to do yeah <laughs> so oh, it is it's it hard is. to do but yeah you know what are your perspective on that
1: going you know down the road you know maybe yeah. one year five years who knows totally i you know did get a really good example of that growing up where my parents were extremely successful and busy but when it came to their time with me at the end of the day i they didn't talk about work uh and for me I would love my, my future home and the space for my family to be like a warm, inviting, safe place where, mm-hmm. yeah, of course, uh, life's not gonna be perfect and there's gonna be ups and downs in the home, but at the end of the day, a place where my, my family and my friends can come and again, just be. I want my house to be that, that play that play space, that free space, creative space uh, where nobody really has to go in and flip a switch on and be professional in that in that atmosphere <laughs> yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's that's great yeah
0: you know I think that's important because I you know we all play roles in different parts of it's our true. life yeah mm-hmm. and I mean some people play roles throughout their entire life yeah. so they get the role of the husband or the yes. wife and they have the role of the parent mm-hmm. they have the role of You know, and it's like they flip the, you just mentioned the switch, you know, it's like they flip the switch, you're like, okay, work role done, close that one, and then, you know, family life on, you know,
1: and it's, you know, it's it's like they flip to the role, it's almost like that robotic. Yes, and I'm so, I'm extremely guilty of it myself. I think a lot of people are, and so I'm just trying to be more aware of that and be like, there's no need to to do that, (laughs) you know? I'm finding I'm more happy or more present when I'm not flipping the switch on and off, on and off, and I'm just existing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because yeah. I, mean, I find that here, because I know so many people yeah. around the area, yeah. so like if we go out to dinner in the downtown Delray area, yeah. you know, I don't want to be on for the business necessarily, because yes. I'm out with, you know, with Jack and, you yeah. know, just enjoying and being like you were saying, mm-hmm. but then you run into somebody right? No. and you're like, Stop do it. I have to flip the switch <laughs> yeah. on now, you know, and yeah. it's, I'm always yeah. like, I want to see that person <laughs> yeah
1: i know i know i think a lot of people a lot of people have the same experience you know yeah. um, um you know i don't it's
0: not that i don't want to see people but yeah it's no, like, I, you know you, you yeah. want to spend that quality time because i find both yes. he and i work a ton right mm-hmm. and you know so when we do have that time where you know it's just us yeah. it's yeah. trying to appreciate that and and uh right. enjoy that mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and I think that's that's where the challenge. I mean, sometimes we go outside of Delray because I know, you know, because yeah. in Delray you always run into someone it's you know true. it's
1: here. Yeah, it's a big small town. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Not, yeah, not not as big as New York, but uh, <laughs> by any means. But yeah. uh, but it's but, growing for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's definitely definitely growing. Yeah. So I mean, as we start to kind of start to wind down a mm-hmm. little bit, you know, if you were going to say one thing that you've learned through this this experience mm-hmm. um, that would benefit someone wanting to start a company. So any kind of company, you know, like one thing either that you didn't know when you first started, or maybe one thing that you brought into it that you found is probably like the you know the most valuable yeah. thing you had like going into starting a company.
1: Yeah, um, I think it goes back to resilience and being open-minded because it's not gonna go as planned. And I can promise you that. I am the world's biggest planner. I build a whole business about being a strategic planner. I was like, I can do things from <laughs> one end to the next. And that's, I thought, I, I'm, it's a piece of cake. It's gonna be a piece of cake. And it just simply is not, you know? So go into it knowing that just because it isn't a piece of cake doesn't mean it's not possible, but like it's very possible to do. Um, so I would say just go in knowing that there's gonna be a lot of bumps along the way, but when you learn to love the bumps, uh, that is when it gets fun and embrace it instead of always trying to push it away and having this constant internal arm wrestle with yourself of like, you need to push back on this. You need to do this. It's not right. It's not right. The minute you put your hands up and you surrender that this is part of the process and accept it and just enjoy the ride, like strap on that roller coaster and have fun, baby. You know, like it's really (laughs) it's going to be a fun time, but you have to go with that mindset of making the choice that you are going to have a fun time through those bumps and uh even though they might not be that exciting or fun uh you you'll you'll be able to kind of have that roundabout mindset of being able to get through it through that
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that's
1: great because i you know it's
0: that being able to adjust especially adjust on the fly yeah i think earlier in my business ownership i wasn't as Able to do that yeah. because I'm also a planner, so yeah. I would like plan <laughs> yeah. things out, and I'd be like, you yeah. know, something would come up, so I had, you know, whatever planned between
1: this time right. and this time. So I'm like, no, yes. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't,
0: like this is the time I'm supposed to do yeah. this. Yep, and be like, Oh,
1: I know, I know. It's it's releasing the reins a little bit. You think with having a business, you're going to need to tighten the reins. You actually need to loosen them a little bit.
0: Yeah. 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 Now, if anyone had any questions for you, so maybe there's someone else that's, you know, freshly out of college, that's yeah. interested in starting a business, yeah. or maybe they were interested in, you know, what kind mm-hmm. of services and how you yeah. might be able to help them. Mm-hmm. What's, the, I mean, is it best to connect through social
1: media? What's the best way? Yep, uh, best way to find me is uh, stratabrandco.com. That's my my website. Um, we do have an Instagram as well, stratabrandco. And you can email me at laura at stratabrandco.com. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's
1: great. So thank you very much
0: <laughs> thank you. for joining Oh, oh my gosh, today. this is fantastic. I mean, yeah, I, did, I didn't know, cause I don't know you that well. Yeah. I mean, I, I know we've kind of met in passing <laughs> yep. before, but I didn't know really what to yeah. expect. I see pictures on uh, social media, yes. on your dad's social media account. But <laughs> All uh, <the> time. <laughs> that's what I see. So, um, yeah. but this was a great, you know, a real treat. And yeah. uh, you know, you are wise beyond your years. So if you can start a business at this age and be like, Like Laura, definitely, yeah, (laughs) definitely do it because I wouldn't be able to do it coming out of college. I don't even know what the heck I wanted to do, but you know, so so kudos to you. Thank you, and thank you everyone for joining us on the Dream Plan Start Grow show. We love working with the startup companies and those looking to you know push through that plateau in the business coaching world. So Mm. if you have any questions, feel free to take a look at our website, uh, dreamplanstartgrow.com. You will find all the podcasts there, as well as um, other videos and resources, a blog. And um, I'm happy to do a complimentary consultation with anyone um, that's also available on that website. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Dream Plan Start Grow podcast with Allison Turner. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Join the Dream Plan Start Grow community by following us on Facebook or Instagram at Dream Plan Start Grow. See you in the next episode.